Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. Right after Thanksgiving, we had the meal. I decided to go to the Walmart for the big sale. How many was there? And so the reason I went is I scouted out the Walmart first, and then I seen what was on sale, and there was something I really did want, so I went there. And so people begin to line up. How many know that? Begin to line up and stand by the item they wanted. But the problem was they wouldn't let you pick it up until 6 o'clock. And the crowd got bigger and bigger all the way up to 6 o'clock. And then it got really crowded. How many knows it's easy not to believe more than to believe sometimes? It is. We live in society that lives in the negative. How many know that's true? It's a negative society. And they're always telling what might go wrong or what is happening in the world. Now, we know what's going to happen because we have the Bible. We know the Lord's coming back. We know time's getting closer. We understand all those things. But I want to preach tonight from Hebrews eleven six. 6. It says, for without faith it's impossible to please God. But that's not the part I'm going to preach on. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. We got to believe that God is who he says he is. You know, when I go to the doctor, I want, when I go in there, I want to be a real doctor. Now, I don't know if you've known this, but men and women have got arrested for playing doctors. This one guy had been in this town for 35 years, had delivered the babies, been the doctor of all the people, but they found out later had never been to medical school. Makes you want to read those things in the doctor's office on the wall to make sure he graduated. But we go to the doctor and we believe that he is really or she's really a doctor and they're going to help us with our problems. How many's ever went to a shoe store? We got a bunch of barefooted people here, but uh, how many knows when you go to a shoe store, you believe there's going to be shoes there? It'd be very disappointing to go in there and all they had was uh, ladies' dresses. But ladies said, I don't need a dress, I need shoes. And so society is keyed on this, and they call them shoe stores because they have a product of shoes and they want to draw you there so you'll buy their product. My wife is drawn to places called craft stores. Craft, C-R-A-F-T. I didn't say what you thought I said. I said craft. And I want to tell you, buddy, they're always busy. And there's always ladies with their carts. Most of the time there's some men, but mostly ladies. And they go in there, and they like to handle everything in every shelf so they can take it home and make crafts for their house or to give away. And the craft people have honed in on that. So instead of you just going to any store looking for craft material, they have opened these stores so you will come there to buy their product. 
The Bible says this in Hebrews 11. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is. See, that's speaking specifically that God is who he says he is. And when you come to him, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can even ask or even think. And the Bible only says that he is, but he is a rewarder of them that seek him. Tonight we're battled in a world where they say something like the Bible, the Bible is really not the word of God. Or we live in society that says, what if God doesn't do that? Or what if God can't meet this need or will not meet this need? And yet tonight we're here to proclaim that God is who he says he is. And if you believe that and go to him tonight, he is a rewarder if you seek him. Some of the world people, their gods called Amazon. They go to Amazon for everything. Isn't that true? Not in anybody here. I'm just talking about the world. And Amazon, no matter what seems you need, they're able to get it for you. And so people go there expecting to get it and expecting to get a better price and expecting to have it delivered to their home. My wife and I were going to go up to Henderson. We, we had a blanket we wanted. <coughs> and I said to her, let's look at Amazon. And so I went to Amazon, put in the very blanket we wanted to go to Henderson to buy. And how many knows it's almost 200 miles around the trip? $40 in gas. And so when I went on to the God of Amazon, I found that blanket, and that blanket was cheaper than it would be in Henderson. And not only that, it would be delivered the next day. And I believed it, and I bought it, and it was happening just like they said it would. See, in our life and in our world, we are constantly either believing the Word of God or wondering if it will really help us. And that scripture is so powerful. Nothing's impossible for God. And without faith, we cannot please him. But the Bible goes on to say God is who he claims to be. And he is a rewarder of you and I if we seek him. That's why when we preach different messages about all kinds of things, we preach that because God is who he says he is. He said, if you bind anything on earth, it'd be bound in heaven. If you loose anything on earth, it'd be loosed in heaven. It says, come to God and pray, and God will hear your prayer, and God will meet every need you got. The Bible said he's a healer. He's a blesser. He's a provider. And the Bible makes it very clear tonight that we need to believe that he's who he says he is. God cannot fail. God will never fall short of your need. God cannot lie. It's impossible, the Bible said, for God to lie. That's why when we come to him tonight, we need to believe, and that's what we call faith. We believe that God is who he says he is, and God will do what he says he would do.
<coughs> They'll think I'm Howie. This Howie? You're I'm idolizing you. For you that couldn't hear him, you said that was a good choice. And so tonight, whatever you're facing in your life, whatever it seems like, no matter what, it seems so impossible that it can happen, you and I tonight must believe and have faith that God is who he says he is. And that God will do what he says he will do. But you know, we live in a world of, like I say, negative. We get a report from the doctor, and he says, it's incurable. And we believe it. And so we begin to make preparations, thinking, well, it's just a matter of time, and I'll be out of here. Now, I believe doctors can make proper diagnosis. I believe the doctors can have, tell you exactly what's wrong with you. But I want to tell you, if you're a child of God, the doctor don't have the final say. You can grab your checkbook. You can write out the tithe. And you can sit there and say, you know what? I'm not going to be able to buy food or I'm not going to buy gas for my car or I've got this need. I'll never be able to meet that need. But I want to tell you that's not true because the Bible says when we bring to God, God blesses us. God meets every need we have. And you know what? You can never believe God for too much. You can be happy with less than what God has. But I want to tell you tonight, God is a rewarder of them that seek him. And God is who he says he is. That'll make a Pentecostal run around the church. You know, if we could comprehend this. And really get a hold of this. It would revolutionize our life. We would not look at it in the negative sense. But we'd say, you know what? We belong to God. He died for us. As we've been hearing sermons. He died that every need we have could be met. And you and I tonight can have those if we really believe that God is who he says he is. He says he's a healer. He says he's a blesser. He says he'll forgive us. He says he's coming back again. He says he'll make a way. He says he'll give us power over all the powers of darkness. But you and I tonight must believe and have faith that God is who he says he is. What would happen if we really believed that? How many believe that there's no sinner too bad that God can't save? But we look at them. Come on. We look at them and say, wow, that'd be a tough case. I'm not going to share it with them because they probably wouldn't be interested. But I ask the question tonight to all of us, is God who he says he is? Can God save anybody? Can God make a way when there's no way? Can God open a door that has never been opened before because he's God and there's nothing too hard for him to do? Can God shut the lion's mouth? Can God quench the fiery furnace? Can God send a son that died at Calvary and 
gave his life and rose on the third day and says he's coming back again. Can he really come back again? Is God coming for his church? But let me ask you this question. Until he does that, is God big enough to meet your need? That's the question. But see, the nature of life is to try to weigh it out. Now, how many knows my mind and your mind has limits? Okay, yours doesn't, but mine does. <laughs> how many knows we look at things, but we don't look at them like God would? We see a shut door. God sees it open. We say a physical impossibility. That's what we see. God says, I can heal that. We see a book or money and say there's not enough. And God said, I own all the cattle on a thousand hills. All the diamonds and all the rubies are mine. How many knows we look at it one way, but God has no impossibilities. He looks at it totally different. And all he wants you to do and me to do and we to do is to believe that he's who he says he is. How many knows there's people in the world tonight claiming to be something they're not? You might believe they're that, but, well, I, I think I will go there. There are people who say, you can come in, and I can call the dead back and tell you what they're saying to you. Now, now if you like that kind of stuff, fine. But I'm not living there. I don't. I think when you die, you're dead to this world, but you're alive in eternity. Some says we have reincarnation. Well, don't you pray that if that was true, you'd look a lot better looking than you look now. <laughs> but that's not true. How many knows that? And so we live in that area. We're always living and hoping for something that's not real, but we're missing that what is real, that God is who he says he is. He has no impossibilities. He loves you more than anything in the world. He wants to meet every need you have. There's nothing going to be too hard for him. When the devil comes in and tries to destroy you, God can raise up a standard. When they say there's no hope, God is hope. When they say there's no answer, God is an answer. And if you'll believe that tonight and believe that he is who he says he is, let me tell you who he says is. He said in the beginning, he created the heaven and earth. He's spoken in existence. Because he's God who he says he is. He didn't need an explosion. He didn't need gas. He didn't need a monkey to make your husband. He just spoke. I said he just spoke, and they were. Or he didn't use a monkey to meet you, make you either, ladies. He breathed in Adam and he became a living being. And he took a little bit of dirt and made his wife and a rib off of Adam and made her and she became a living being. And that old gospel singing, he walked with me and talked with me. 
I want to tell you, he's a God that's with us. Oh, sometimes we don't sense it because we're living in that negative. We're living in what, what if, and we're living in what the newscaster said, and we're living in what the economy is, or we're living in who's in the White House. Who cares who's in the White House? What matters is God's still in control. It doesn't matter. God is the world leader. God has the final say, and if you and I will believe who he says he is, there's nothing he won't do for you and me. Nothing. For he is a rewarder of them that seek him. And I don't know what your need is tonight, but I want to tell you something. God knew your need before you even had it. I don't know what the prognosis the doctor said, but God knew he was going to give it to you before he gave it to you. And I want to tell you something tonight. It's only God who heals. I've had the privilege of seeing great miracles, but it was God because it was who God says he was that they got a healing. I was preaching in Denver in a tent meeting for Ron Simpkins. He's preached here many times. And there was a guy came in. He had a body cast on from his waist down. And he'd been beaten severely. And the doctor said it crushed the bones so bad in his body that even if they do reconstructive sur surgery, he will never be normal again. So I'm preaching. All I'm doing is preaching. And I stopped preaching I didn't even know he was there. I didn't see him there. He came in. I, I, I didn't know he was there. And I said, God's doing a miracle for somebody in, in your bones. God's healing you. And when I said that, this guy gets up in the tent. He's on crutches, and he goes out the back. So I keep on preaching. And all of a sudden, and after a short period of time, he comes dancing down the aisle. He had cut his cast off. And he's dancing. Totally healed. Now, I didn't lay hands on him. There was no voice came down through the tent top. I didn't see flames of fire. But when I felt God use me to say God's healing somebody, that young man believed it. And he gets on his crutches and goes out, and he's told us he got a screwdriver and a hammer and a chisel and cut that cast off. He went back to the doctor. He walks in, and the doctor said, who cut that cast off? And he said, I cut it off. And the doctor said, well, I'm going to put it back on. And he said, no, you're not. I got healed. And the doctor said, it's impossible for you to get healed. It's impossible. You were damaged too bad. But when they x-rayed this man, the doctor was amazed because there was no broken bones, no crushed bones, but a total miraculous miracle of God because God is who he says he is. And there's nothing too hard for him to do. And I tell you that for you tonight, no matter how difficult your problem is, there's nothing God can't do.
That's why when you're a sinner and you pray a sinner's prayer, your sins are forgiven. Not because you change, it's because God washed them away and he changed you. And the Bible said you're a new person. Old things are passed away and all things become new. That's why when you gave and maybe packed a little box to send to those kids, you had no idea what was happening. But God's seen that you gave, and God's going to meet your needs supernaturally because you had a heart of compassion to give. You need to believe that. You need to believe that you planted a seed for a miracle, that God will bless you for that. Somebody told me for Thanksgiving, he had a man. A man that was down and out, and he invited him to Thanksgiving dinner at his house. Well, I'll tell you, he planted a seed. Because that's what God did. For God so loved the word he gave. And when you do that, and you buy somebody a meal, or give them a meal, I want to tell you something. You're in line for a miracle. Because God is who he says he is. He said there's nothing too hard for him to do. Lord, you know my hand hurts. Help me quick. <laughs> I said there's nothing too hard for God to do. He said, try me, prove me. That's what God said, try me, prove me. He can open the windows of heaven. He can cause your body to be instantly healed. He can cause someone to give you something that you never dreamed you was going to get from a place you never dreamed was coming. My wife received a card some time ago from someone we knew, and there was money in it. My wife had prayed for money. But she prayed for amount, and in this card it was only half what she prayed for. But the next day I went to the mailbox, and there was another card from this person, that said, God really told me to send this, and so I'm sending you to the rest of it. I said, he's who he says he is. I said, he can do anything. He can't fail. He can't fall short. He won't fail or he won't fall short, but God will meet your need if you believe. I ask the question tonight, is God who he says he is? Is he who he says he is in your life? He said, try me. Give and it'll be given to you. Try me. Witness to the person you think's impossible. The one you think would never come to church or never get saved. And watch what God will do. But see, many times we look at something and we make a decision and we don't believe God for who he says he is. You know who God wants to save in this town? Everybody, but he really wants to save some of the people that the world says are impossible. People that the world's given up on. He can build his church on rejected people. The societies are rejected. He's able to heal their minds. I said he's able to heal their bodies. He's able to heal them emotionally. If we'll believe God who he says he is, that he's that person tonight. And so tonight, we're going to believe God. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you accepted Christ? See, the, the problem is going to church don't make you a Christian. 
No, no more than going to the county fair here. Makes you a fair worker. How many knows that? No more than reading a medical book doesn't make you a doctor. You have to be born again to be a child of God. And I ask you tonight, are you born again? That's the most important decision that anybody will ever make. This is when we find out that God is who he says he is. Because we know that in us dwells no good thing. We know that we fall short of the glory of God. We know that our life's a mess. And God's able to come and in a moment forgive us of our sins and change us and make us a new creature. If you're here tonight and you've not been born again, God can change you right now and forgive your sins and make you his child. I just want to bow our head real quickly. If you're here tonight and you're not born again, I'm not asking you if you've been out of church. If you're not born again tonight, you've not given your life to Christ, and there's sin in your life, but you'd like Jesus to forgive you, I want you to lift your hand. Lift your hand, okay? Anyone else? Lift your hand. Okay, I see your hands. Anyone else? Okay, you lifted your hands. Everybody look at me. If you lifted your hands, I want you to come and stand right here. I want to pray with you. I want you to come and stand right here. Come, come down here and stand. We're going to pray. Listen to me. We're not asking you to join a church. We're not asking you to become religious. We're asking you to give your life to Christ. You understand that? And so we're going to pray a prayer. And the Bible said if we invite Christ in our life, he'll forgive us. And change us and we'll become a new person in him. Not a church member, but a new person. So I want you to bow your head with me and repeat this prayer. Say, Jesus, I believe that you're who you say you are. And you can do what you said you could do. And Jesus, you died for me. That my sins could be forgiven. So I invite you into my life. And I ask you to forgive my sins and make me a new person. And I stand on the Word of God where you said if I would ask, you would forgive me. And never remember any of those again. And I'd be a new person. So I believe you're who you say you are. And I believe you've forgiven me and came in my life. And made me a new person. For I pray Jesus in your name. Amen. Did you mean that? Then according to the word of God. According to the word of God. Not the church, but the word of God. He's came in your life. And every sin you've ever committed, he's forgiven. And he won't even remember him again. You might remember him, but he'll never remember again. And you're, when he looks at you, you're a totally new person. And you're now the child of God. And we are happy for you and glad for you. And we want you to feel a part and come and worship with us here in the church. And I want to tell you something. Now you're ready to meet Jesus. I don't mean you have to die tonight. That's not what I mean. But your heart's ready, see. And so thank you for coming and thank you for coming. God bless you. I'm going to pray for a few people tonight. But I want to promise you one thing. I can't heal you. I have donkey ministry. You remember God chose a donkey to speak to a prophet? 
And so he chose me to be a donkey to pray. But I represent him, not me. I represent him as the healer, not me. I'm not your healer. Jesus is your healer. I'm not your miracle worker. Jesus is your miracle worker. But if you'll believe that he is who he says he is, and if God uses me just like he used the donkey to speak to the prophet, if he uses me, then you can receive the miracle you need. Are you following me? So I have felt today two or three different things. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to call out what I feel God spoke to me about that would be here tonight. If I describe you, I want you to come. I want you to come just if I described you for a few minutes. I want you to come. And if you'll do that, God will help you. There's someone here tonight that damaged your elbow really bad. Your elbow. And it hurts, and it's like a tingling. It's like it burns sometimes. I don't know what elbow it is. I don't know how you did it. I just know God really dealt with me that you would be in this service tonight. If you will identify who you are, we will pray and God will heal you. But see, when you identify it's me, you believe God's who he says he is. You believe God could use me. And then we pray and you believe God's going to heal you. So who is the person? Who is the person? Because I'm going to move on. I can't do no more than deliver. It's like a mailman. I can deliver the mail. You can leave it in the box. But see, when I've done this over the years, I've had people come to me after church and say, it was me. I was embarrassed. Well, if you're going to get healed, you need to move when God's moving. And God will help you. And God will bless you if you'll do that. I want to pray for somebody that also you fell and you injured your right hip. Your right hip. And I want to pray for you. I don't know who you are, but I want you to come. So I'm waiting. And, and see, I used to get nervous if people didn't come and think, well, I miss God. But see, I can't control how you, how many knows God will save any sinner to come and pray? But you got to come and pray. You have to invite him, don't you? So I want to do that. I, wanna, I want you to come if you've got a problem with your right hip. So I'm waiting. Another person has injured. Howie, you come up and help me real quick. Quickly, come and help me. Uh, if, but yeah, you can come up or stand right here. I don't care how you do it. Okay, if you'll stand and face me, right here in your shoulder blade, uh, there's something wrong. I don't know if it's a knot. I don't know if it's a growth. I don't know what it is, but if you'll come, I want to pray for you. And how he's going to help me. Come right here. Huh? Your back's out of place. How do you know it's out of place? You can actually, you can actually feel it. It's been twisted. I've been to the chiropractor. Where? Well, I don't, I don't know, but we're going to pray. All right. Oh, there's a knot right there. Yeah, I can feel a knot. So we're going to believe, Howie. So when we pray, does it hurt? When you move or anything, you have any pain? Well, not right now. It's, 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 it's comes and goes, but it's bad. Comes and goes. Do, you, do, you, do you want it to come back? Okay, I just want to make sure. I didn't want to mess up if you really wanted that pain there. See, Let's believe God. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus... 
I pray for this right now, and I pray for a total miracle in Jesus' name. I command this back to be totally normal. I tell this pain you will not come back, and Lord, that the miracle will happen, and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So what we want you to do is test it, come back and let us know so we can give testimony. Yes, ma'am. Hi. And my spine. So What's wrong with your spine? Um, degenerative discs and arthritis. I need a chair. <laughs> Give me a chair. A white chair. Okay, I'm going to bring you on the platform. Howie's going to bring you up here. She has a degenerative disc. And you'll say, why do you do this? Because if you have a, a disc that's bad, it affects you. It's coming. Come on up so people see what happens. So what happens, and the only reason I know this, when we used to do miracle services, I started out in Globe. There was two doctors there. And then we did miracle services in the convention center in Phoenix and have crowds. And we always had a doctor here that was there. And I'd ask them, why, why when your spine's degenerated, what happens? They said, well, it starts to fall apart and it twists you and it appears you have a short leg but you don't know how many knows there's people that's got a short leg there's definitely problems with people's short legs but that's not what we're talking about tonight we're talking about something happens and you get twisted and then it appears you have a short leg and when God heals the back or the disc the leg comes out and they're healed do you have pain with this and uh, can you just sit down? But let me show you what I want you to do. I want you to sit down and sit up as high as you can, but don't lean back on this, okay? We'll have to see how it shows. Go all the way back. Don't lean back and get your hips as tight as you can. Okay, how it come up? You're helping me. <laughs> We're going to test it. Let you pray, baby. Okay, I'm a, if you just hand me your feet and don't change the foot behind. Okay. Got to turn it around. You just need to get up and do the same thing. Scoot back, get your hips tight, and don't touch the back of your back to that. Okay, we're going to pray that God will heal the disc in your back and make it normal. When He does, this leg will move. When He heals it, okay. Who's not ever? Who's never seen a miracle? Okay, I see, come here. Come up, quick, quick, quick. Okay. Okay, you tight in the chair. Don't let your back hit. Just sit tight, give me your feet. Okay, stand behind me. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. It's not going to hurt much longer. Uh, stand behind me, mister. Uh -huh. You see that? I do see that. Okay, put the mic to his mouth. Looks like the right leg is about a half inch shorter. Okay, we're going to ask God to heal her back, okay? We're going to ask God. In the name of Jesus, I come against this back and this disc and pray you do a miracle. Help put crown, what's happening? You got the mic? It's straightening out. So it's even. Both of her legs are even. Okay, 
she knows what would make her back hurt. So if you twist it a certain way or bend certain way, would it hurt? Okay, I want you to try to make it hurt. Twist, bend, do it, see if you can make it hurt. And do it hard. Don't do it easy. Do it hard and bend and see if you can try and make it hurt. A little bit. A little bit. Not as much, but. You want to keep a little bit. Well, I don't want to lose. Okay, I command every bit of that pain to leave. It must leave in Jesus' name. Okay, bend and twist again. Don't baby it. Really do it hard. Okay, bend over. Move around a little bit. What? What? I'm asking you, how's that? Oh, better. I feel better. Better? Yeah. Sure, I have pain? I feel both of my hands too. Okay, but I'm working on the back right now, not the other. How about your back? The sharp pain. And fight in your hands? Is that where the, you got the other problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If, what would you do to make it hurt? Does it hurt all the time? Or, and we do this. And, and it would hurt down your arm? Yeah. Okay, see if you can make it hurt by doing that. Do it real hard and see if it's it still hurts. It's not hurt. doing it. Huh? It's not doing it. It's gone. Your arm's gone. Your arm's pain. <laughs> so do you believe God's touched you? Yeah. Yeah. And so how long have you been suffering with this? <laughs> wow, 30 years. Okay, and so you're always bothered, always there. Okay, I, I really believe you'll be able to sleep tonight, no more pain, and get up in the morning, no pain. But be sure when you tell people about it, give glory to Christ, that Jesus has healed you. Okay, I don't know a, whole, a lot about you, okay, right? You've never told me much. But God says he's seen when you were hurt. And when those things were said to you, he was there. He's seen that. And he's going to heal those hurt feelings that you've carried. That rejection, that harsh things that was said to you, and God's seen that. And God's going to relieve your mind of that thing. He's just going to, Lord, in the name of Jesus, do a miracle of healing in her life. And no matter what they said about you, you are important. And God does love you. And you're not anything like people who said you are. God God loves you. And he wants you to know that. And he doesn't want you to try to be what you're not. He just wants you to be who you say you are. And that's a child of God. God bless you. Give glory to Jesus. Brag on him. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.